0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did not suspect the real object of the officer's visit. He had a general notion that something must have leaked out about the gunpowder tray, but apprehended nothing beyond some temporary inconveniences. After emptying his glass, he began to chat easily, lying back in his chair with one of his legs thrown negligently over the arm. The lieutenant astride on his chair, a glowing cheroot in the corner of his mouth, listened with a sly smile from behind the thick volumes of smoke that escaped from his compressed lips. The young sub-lieutenant, leaning with both elbows on the table, his head between his hands, looked on sleepily in the turpor induced by fatigue and the gin. Almayer talked on. "'It's a great pleasure to see white faces here.' I have lived many years here in great solitude. The Malays, you understand, are not company for a white man. Moreover, they are not friendly. They do not understand our ways. Great rascals they are. I believe I am the only white man on the east coast that is a settled resident. We get visitors from Makassar or Singapore sometimes. Traders, agents, or explorers. But they are rare." there was a scientific explorer here a year or more ago. He lived in my house, drank from morning to night. He lived joyously for a few months, and when the liquor he brought with him was gone he returned to Batavia, with a report on the mineral wealth of the interior. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Good! Is it not? He ceased abruptly, and looked at his guests with a meaningless stare. While they laughed he was reciting to himself the old story— in dead, all my plans destroyed. This is the end of all hope and of all things. His heart sank within him. He felt a kind of deadly sickness. "'Very good, capital!' exclaimed both officers. Almayer came out of his despondency with another burst of talk. "'Hey, what about the dinner? You have got a cook with you. That's all right. There is a cooking-shed in the other courtyard. I can give you a goose. Look at my geese.' The only geese on the East Coast, perhaps the whole island is that your cook very good here, Ali show this chinaman the cooking place, and tell Mem Almayer to let him have room there. My wife, gentlemen, does not come out. My daughter may meantime have some more drink. It is a hot day. The lieutenant took the cigar out of his mouth, looked at the ash critically, shook it off, and turned towards Almayer. "'We have a rather unpleasant business with you,' he said. "'I am sorry,' returned Almayer. "'It can be nothing very serious, surely.' "'If you think an attempt to blow up forty men at least, not a serious matter, you will not find many people of your opinion,' reported the officer sharply. "'Blow up! What? I know nothing about it!' exclaimed Almayer. "'Who did that, or tried to do it?' "'A man with whom you have had some dealings.' answered the lieutenant. He passed here under the name of Dain Marula. You sold him the gunpowder he had in the brig we captured. How did you hear about the brig? asked Almayer. I know nothing about the powder he may have had. An Arab trader in this place has sent the information about your goings on here to Batavia a couple of months ago, said the officer. We were waiting for the brig outside, but he slipped past us at the mouth of the river, and we had to chase the fellow to the southward. When he sighted us he ran inside the reefs and put the brig ashore. The crew escaped in boats before we could take possession. As our boats neared the craft it blew up with a tremendous explosion, one of the boats being too near got swamped. Two men drowned. That is the result of your speculation, Mr. Almayer. Now, we want this die in. We have good grounds to suppose he is hiding in Sambir. Do you know where he is? You had better put yourself right with the authorities as much as possible by being perfectly frank with me. Where is this, Dain? Almayer got up and walked towards the balustrade of the veranda. He seemed not to be thinking of the officer's question. He looked at the body lying straight and rigid under its white cover, on which the sun, declining amongst the clouds to the westward, threw a pale tinge of red. The lieutenant waited for the answer, taking quick pulls at his half-extinguished cigar. Behind them Ali moved noiselessly laying the table, ranging solemnly in the ill-assorted and shabby crockery the tin spoons, the forks with broken prongs, and the knives with saw-like blades and loose handles. He had almost forgotten how to prepare the table for white men. He felt aggrieved. Mamnina would not help him he stepped back to look at his work admiringly feeling very proud this must be right and if the master afterwards is angry and swears then so much the worse for Mem nina why did she not help he left the veranda to fetch the dinner well mr almayer will you answer my question as frankly as it is put to you asked the lieutenant after a long silence almayer turned round and looked at his interlocutor steadily "'If you catch this Dain, what will you do with him?' he asked. The officer's face flushed. "'This is not an answer,' he said, annoyed. "'And what will you do with me?' went on Almayer, not heeding the interruption. "'Are you inclined to bargain?' growled the other. "'It would be bad policy, I assure you. At present I have no orders about your person, but we expected your assistance in catching this Malay. "'Ah!' Interrupted almayer. Just so. You can do nothing without me, and I, knowing the man well, am to help you in finding him. This is exactly what we expect, assented the officer. You have broken the law, Mr. Almayer, and you ought to make amends. And save myself? Well, in a sense, yes. Your head is not in any danger, said the lieutenant with a short laugh. Very well, said almayer with decision. I shall deliver the man up to you.' Both officers rose to their feet quickly, and looked for their side-arms, which they had unbuckled. Almayer laughed harshly. "'Steady, gentlemen,' he exclaimed. "'In my own time and in my own way. After dinner, gentlemen, you shall have him.' "'This is preposterous,' urged the lieutenant. "'Mr. Almayer, this is no joking matter. The man is a criminal. He deserves to hang.' While we dine he may escape, the rumour of our arrival. Almayer walked towards the table. I give you my word of honour, gentlemen, that he shall not escape. I have him safe enough. The arrest should be effected before dark, remarked the young sub. I shall hold you responsible for any failure. We are ready, but can do nothing, just now without you, added the senior, with evident annoyance. Almayer made a gesture of assent. "'On my word of honour, he repeated vaguely, "'and now let us dine,' he added briskly. Nina came through the doorway and stood for a moment holding the curtain aside for Ali and the old Malay woman bearing the dishes. Then she moved towards the three men by the table. "'Allow me,' said Almayer pompously, "'this is my daughter, Nina. These gentlemen officers of the frigate outside have done me the honour to accept my hospitality.' Nina answered the low bows of the two officers by a slow inclination of the head, and took her place at the table opposite her father. All sat down. The coxswain of the steam launch came up carrying some bottles of wine. "'You will allow me to have this put on the table?' said the lieutenant to Elmayer. "'What? Wine! You are very kind. Certainly. I have none myself. Times are very hard.' The last words of his reply were spoken by Almayer in a faltering voice. The thought that Diane was dead recurred to him vividly again, and he felt as if an invisible hand was gripping his throat. He reached for the gin-bottle while they were uncorking the wine, and swallowed a big gulp. The lieutenant, who was speaking to Nina, gave him a quick glance. THE YOUNG SUB BEGAN TO RECOVER FROM THE ASTONISHMENT AND CONFUSION CAUSED BY NINA'S UNEXPECTED APPEARANCE AND GREAT BEAUTY. SHE WAS VERY BEAUTIFUL AND IMPOSING, HE REFLECTED, BUT AFTER ALL A half caste GIRL. THIS THOUGHT CAUSED HIM TO PLUCK UP HEART AND LOOK AT NINA SIDEWAYS. NINA, WITH COMPOSED FACE, WAS ANSWERING IN A LOW, EVEN VOICE THE ELDER OFFICER'S POLITE QUESTIONS AS TO THE COUNTRY AND HER MODE OF LIFE. Almayer pushed his plate away and drank his guest's wine in gloomy silence. End of Chapter eight: Recording by Crystal Treder.